This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing how the business model has changed over the years. Mike, what do you mean by the business model has changed? Well, just everything we do in life seems to have changed drastically in the last 20 years. From uh, And I may be nostalgic remembering when I was a kid and how I did things, but whenever I look at the changes, just let's start off with something like movies, right? And I, I saw Star Wars, did you? Yes. <laughs> we, all, we all stood in line to see Star Wars. And, and that was a big deal. I used to love going to the movies. It was an exciting type of thing. Then we went for movies uh, later on. Remember when the first VHSs and Betamaxes came out? So then we would, we'd go and be able to bring these movies home. And it was a change. We went from the theater to home. And I think it was, an, I felt it was a great change at the time, right? Well, I remember going down, you know, we had three kids. We would go to Blockbuster on a Friday night and we would pick up three or four movies plus popcorn and treats. Uh, it probably cost us 20 to $25 for the, for the weekend. Uh, the kids loved it. They could see all the new releases. You wanted the newest release and then you might pick up an old one. Everyone got to choose what we were going to watch for the weekend. So then, then we had... Netflix joined in, and Netflix started mailing out DVD or mailing out DVDs to people, right? And they'd mail them out to you to watch them, and mail them back. It seemed like the most insane model I've ever heard of. And I, I never actually did that model. I, I sort of skipped that one. That's I never, the only new technology you ever missed. <laughs> no, I just didn't want to have to mail it back. I was I, I I never like having to return something, so it wasn't something I adopted. What's interesting is that model just existed up until this year. And there were still some locations where they were mailing the videos out to them. And that just stopped this year in 2023. That's crazy. So what's it like now for movies? Nowadays, uh, there's a lot available, almost too much. But you have your choices of different Netflix. We know what Netflix did. It went and expanded and became just a massive uh, network of available content. But then other companies began to figure that out. Uh, HBO, they've always been in the cable TV uh, world, and they figured they can be in the, they were already charging for TV, so an easy conversion for HBO to go. They just had to continue to create content. Uh, Amazon, that was doing uh, deliveries, realized they could get in on this too. So Amazon Prime entered the service. We have Disney, because they have such a big uh, collection. They own all those Disney movies. Why would they not go and make them available? Because that's a license to print money. Then you have Apple TV, and again, Apple is in everyone's home. It's an easy, accessible tool to use. I have Apple TV in my house. It's on your phone, just very easy to get at. And things like Crave and other services, BritBox, and all these different things are out there to give you whatever you want in your home. So it's interesting if you look, you know, go back to my example of Blockbuster. Let's say you spent $20 on those movies. And, you know, the new releases were always $3.99 or $4.99 or $5.99. You could get the old movies for $0.99 cents or $1.99, but no one wanted those. Everyone went for the, for the new releases. Today, you're, you know, when we started on Netflix, it was under 
Yeah. Uh, today it's closer to sixteen dollars, but you can't stop at Netflix anymore. They have you, limited content. <laughs> and and you know a new movie comes out and you want to be able to watch a new series, whatever it is, and you've got to add a new subscription service. How many do you have in your household? I probably have three or four, and I've been tempted to go beyond there. I, you know, it's funny. I started watching Yellowstone on Prime, and last season came out, and I went. It was no longer the normal Prime you get. Now you have to pay for a special type of Prime. It's called. Well, you had to get Paramount. I had to get Paramount to go watch Yellowstone. So you know how cheap I am. <laughs> well, and now that they've done two episodes before Yellowstone. You know, when the family first arrived, you have to watch those and you can only get those on Paramount. So so what we're all having to do is we have to adapt our spending to these subscription services. So that's movies. What about music? Music, again, going back to the time we used to go buy albums, that was an exciting time. An artist would come out of an album, the the radio would play the first cut from it, and you'd hear the first cut, you'd get excited, and as soon as that album came out for sale, you'd run out and get that album. Later on, they advanced beyond albums, went to CDs, which was a, a better alternative, just more portable, better sound, everything about them just made life so easy. And then came the uh, life of uh, music downloads which is basically what changed the music industry. We went from an area where you had to buy something where now it was on your computer. So that was the big, the big change. And nowadays, what are we at? Well, nowadays we listen to Apple Music. We listen to Spotify. Those are the, the two big ones. I saw recently that Amazon's decided to get out of that business because the other two have such a dominant position. And at the cottage, we don't have any records. We don't have any DVDs. We don't have any CDs. We just put Spotify on. And sometimes we switch to Apple Music and we have it in our car, our home, our office. It's so much easier. It, it, it's, it's funny. I'm so much into sound quality and everything. And I love the sound quality, but convenience begins to just overrule it. Uh, I mean, so my, we've actually got, you've converted? I, I've converted in my house. I still have an expensive stereo with, uh, I still have a record player, still have my albums. I still do that. But to be honest, it's just so easy to go and just put on Apple Music and just uh, walk away and forget about it. Do, do, do you remember how short an album is before you had to flip it? <laughs> it's about 20 minutes, it's about wasn't 20 it? minutes. About 20 it, minutes, it, and then you had to flip the album. I had to get the needle in the right it, place. It, you might scratch that record. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, I still go play albums, and I like to hear albums, but you forget how short the 20 minutes is. It feels like there's two songs, and you're out flipping an album again. So, <laughs> And you had to go over and carefully lift up that lid, and then you had to lip up the, the, the needle and, and put it on the rack. Yeah. Then flip the record and then find the perfect spot to put the needle back without scratching anything. Yeah, I remember showing my kids how to do, do albums. And again, when you hold an album, you have to hold it by the edges. It's a very tricky procedure. <laughs> so it's very difficult to explain to your kids what you're doing and, and why you're doing it. So music has changed. We know movies have changed. How has this subscription service changed in other areas? Well, Software and technology. So there was a time we used to go into the stores and buy software. We would have to get the latest release of, of Microsoft, or maybe it was your, your malware, or whatever it was you needed the latest release. 
and you'd have to buy it and then you'd have to load it on your computer and there'd be complex, there'd be instructions. Well, remember when it used to be, if you bought one, you could loan it to all your friends. So, so one person would buy a program, then everyone would use it. Computer industry began to figure that out. So they tried to come up with ways to stop people from loaning out programs. They had keys and things like that that would stop it. And again, they kept on advancing beyond the keys and now they've moved to the cloud. And the cloud is the ultimate subscription service. When you buy something now, you buy it on the cloud and you pay up subscription. The nice part is you don't have to pay big money for those programs anymore. So you're not paying $300 for Microsoft Word. You pay whatever it is. A month. A month. Although in our office, we have 20 users. And so our subscription numbers get pretty high. Yep. But it's certainly faster and easier than having to take that one box of uh, the Microsoft, you know, what, what are we are today, Outlook 11, and, and copy that across different channels and different employees. Again, it's all people reaching. So, we, you know, we have all these, these uh, movie providers reaching into our pockets. We have all the music providers reaching into our pockets. We have now all the computer software providers reaching into our pockets. And they're, they're not taking big pieces. They know they know <laughs> to take a little piece. No one minds paying 9 or $10 a month. You know, even $20 a month you can deal with. It's like when you buy a car now. No one tells you how much the car costs. They tell you how much it's going to cost you a month to carry the car. So they've got that figured out. So those are some of the main industries. We've seen data storage. Um, you know, everything used to be on your hard drive or your floppy disk. Now, you know, you can keep everything in the cloud, but you've got to pay a fee for that. Um, the auto industry is starting to play with it. You know, BMW has introduced this new service, which is great. If you want some of the features and you buy a secondhand car and some of those features are installed on your car but just not activated, you can sign up for those features if you want it. Pay to turn them on. They realize that it, it doesn't cost them any more to produce. A, when they're producing a car, it's more expensive to customize a car than just to put all the features in every car and have people pay a subscription to activate them. It's genius. I mean, I don't love it, but it is genius. So we've touched on this before, but news and media. And, you know, I still to this day have the Global Mail delivered uh, at home or at the cottage. But the longer I do that, the less I want to. I used to have two or three newspapers delivered. I now subscribe to the New York Times through a monthly subscription. I don't receive the actual newspaper anymore, but I have online access to any of their articles. Uh, the Washington Post is identical. I, I, they have some great articles in there. I subscribe to the service. I pay a monthly fee. It's a huge advantage. So, Mike, why are companies making this change? What's, what's in it for them? So companies now based on uh, our values are based on ongoing revenue. So that's the main concern of everyone. So it's not concerned about how much did your how much did your company sell last year. It's how much are you going to sell in the next uh, five years, and how much of that is let's call it sticky money. That's what would be hard for people to change. And when they value companies, that sticky future uh, revenue is worth a lot in evaluation. So it's no longer as important what you sold last year. It's more what you have you got locked in for the future. So. I started looking at some of the big advantages of this for companies. Why are they doing it? And, you know, another one is customer retention. Once you've got someone signed up to a monthly subscription, you're probably going to keep them as a customer. 
Number two, reoccurring billing. You're getting that money flowing into your bank account every month. Um, you've got suddenly all the data on all your customers. Because it's a subscription, you know what they're actually reading, what they're listening to, what they're watching. That data is invaluable to companies and, and it may be even more profitable than the subscription itself. You can upsell. How many times do you start with just a basic service, but it's not quite good enough. So you sign up for a, a premium service. We haven't got, got into apps yet. And that's, that's the life of apps. No, we haven't. Yet. That is the life of, of apps, yeah. what we call apps. They always start for free and you always end up. Uh, if you like it, you're going to sign up for it. Loyalty and engagement. Clients tend to be very loyal to the companies that they, they use. You can, you can make, you can customize it. So, you know, if I think of Spotify, if I want to just listen to music from the 70s or the 80s, I can customize that specifically for myself. It's a huge competitive advantage for companies. Anytime they want to update the product, they can do it en masse to every client at a time. And, you know, if we're looking at it from a sustainability standpoint, this is great. All the paper, all the, the C DVDs, all the records aren't happening anymore. It's coming over the internet, over the cloud. It's amazing. And even think of yourself as an advertiser. You know, if you're going to put an advertisement in the Post or the Washington Post, wouldn't it be nice to know that they have a, a secure subscription model? Because you know whatever you put in there, you know who it's going to be getting to. It, it's not, it used to be invisible. When you used to sell a newspaper, it went to the world, right? right? You didn't know who was buying your newspaper. Nowadays, they have decent stats on who, who, who actually is looking at your ads and how who, often they're looking how at how often they're going, what you're getting at. The, the data is incredible on all type of media advertisements. That's the one of the greatest parts about being able to advertise on social media. The data is incredible. Okay, so we've talked about why it's good for companies. What are some of the pros for the consumer? You know, our clients, why Why do we think these subscriptions are good? It's cheap and easy. Okay. Cheap, $9, $15 a month, $20 a month. I, that doesn't seem too bad. Yeah, you know, but when Netflix was $10, it's, what, four cups of coffee. It seems like a pretty no-brainer to, to get Netflix for the same as four cups of coffee. I love the, you know, I, I, I love my iPhone. And one of the reasons I love it is it just updates. I get an update, what, every three months you get an update on your phone. Even my Tesla, I get automatic updates on my Tesla. And so I, it down, I had one two days ago. It says, do you want to download it now? Or, and I said, yes. It'll say, it, you know, this is going to take 20 minutes. Do you want to uh, implement it? And that says, oh, you can't touch your car for 50 minutes. But literally... I can get an update. Now I didn't have to go to the dealer and get an update. It was done over the internet to my car. Now, that's an advantage of an electric car. We may talk about that one day, but it's automatic. What are some other advantages for the consumer? You get value for the money you spend. I mean, when I look at the, the value that I get out of uh, the subscriptions I pay, and again, I'm pretty cheap in them, but you know, Apple Music for me, I don't even play their music. I, I, I use Apple Music very differently. I, I have 1,000 CDs. I download my 1,000 CDs onto a hard drive, and I put them on the Apple Music program. 
So my entire library is always in Apple Music. There's no more, I used to go and carry cassette tapes up to the cottage. I used to have this, these boxes, my backseat used to be full of boxes of cassette tapes because I wanted music at the cottage. Now I just go, I turn on my Apple, all my whole collection is there, it's so convenient. And for the cost, that whatever I pay, nine or 10 bucks a month for that, is insane. So there's gotta be some disadvantages. What's the big disadvantage of this whole subscription move that's probably not going away? These costs add up. So when you start to take all this stuff together, they continue and continue to build. So, you know, if I went 20 years ago, my general subscription cost may have been, you know, $20 a month. I'm sure I'm $300 a month now for different subscriptions for different things between TV subscriptions, music subscriptions, between computer program subscriptions. It's become a big expense. We don't always use some of the services. Sometimes we've got subscriptions that we don't even use anymore. I, I know on, on my Apple phone, some of my kids have signed up for subscriptions over the years and I go in and cancel them because I know they're not using them. And if they reactivate it the next month, okay, at least they were using them. Some of them are difficult to cancel, but that's becoming easier today. There is maybe some privacy concerns that they're getting too much data on what you listen to, what you watch. Um, so I know some people have concerns over that. Um, there's a risk of changes. They could, just like Netflix did, they've done two major changes. they have making it more difficult to share Netflix with your family and, they, and your neighbors, which some people were doing, <laughs> which kind of makes sense that you shouldn't be able to do that. But they can, they can just change the quality of the service, increase the price by $5 a month, and you're sort of stuck there because you right. get used to it. Remember, the new model is to put everything out very cheaply in the beginning to get to attract users. And again, they work as a loss leader. I mean, Netflix was like that. It was, uh, it was very cheap. I think of Uber is a great example, uh, maybe a little bit of a different thing. But Uber, when you started using Uber, I remember it was so cheap. Now Uber is almost the same price as a cab. But they got us all used to using Uber, have the app on our phone, and now you use it, it's just easier, more convenient than calling a cab. So that's the reason it's no longer a cost-saving procedure, it's more of a convenience. Convenience, right? You pay, for, you don't even need to take your wallet out at the end. So some of those things are huge advantages. Even in, in the business world, we probably, in, in our office of 20 employees, we probably have $30,000 a year of different business subscriptions that we subscribe to. And a lot of the tools and technology we use in our office is all on a monthly fee. And it, it works well. If we add a new user, it costs us a little more every month. If we take a user out, it costs us a little less every month. So it is working. It's a fair model. It's a fair model. I think for our clients, the one thing, always have a look at, look at your credit card. What are some of those subscriptions you're paying and make sure you're using them. And if you're not, cancel them. Save yourself some money. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy.
You've been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.